being like a workhorse back. I think they're starting to realize that if they're going to win football games, he needs to touch the ball as much as possible. Probably him and Dalvin Cook are the two running backs I have the most exposure to across all the sites. I, for one, am on Cincinnati. Uh, they use John Rosh in, in multiple different ways. People just see him as a downfield burner guy, but they also used him kind of in short, quick passing routes too, and he was catching the ball. If you're playing on Yahoo, play Julio, play Calvin Ridley, play, play those guys. Matt Ryan's gonna have a huge game. Like, I, I love those guys. I, I have Lamar Jackson as my top overall QB. I like Larry Fitzgerald today. I just want to get that out there. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm on Fitz over Kirk, but I, I don't mind either of them. I think Kyler Murray finally figured out that like he needs to get Fitz involved. Fitz can't get separation. He catches everything near him. It's, it's unreal. Did you do an early defense or a later defense? Uh, my defense was Denver, the Titans, and the Patriots playing a lot of yahoo because the overlay I, I do have i do have a, a few line a bunch of lineups in that one million dollar baller going on Rotor Grinders. Dean here at Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's actually 459 on the East Coast. 159 on the West Coast. 359 Tennessee time. Of course, it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Yahoo and joining me today, sometimes my best friend. Today, we're like mortal enemies. We pre-show fighting myself and Grant. We're still arguing podcast from last night. Uh, of course, we're referring to the absolutely ep- epic Early week podcast. One of these days, I'll actually remember the title of our podcast. A little bit too wordy. A little wordy. Look, okay. I didn't make it up. I didn't make up the name. <laughs> I inherited it, so I had nothing to do with it. That's where that that was there when I showed up. But, well, uh, that's fair. Do you want to tell the people your grievance? Just we we, we came on a minute early, so we can yeah. yeah. You, you, can, um, you can help me. Obviously, tweets of consequences is a thing. Dean tweeted out in accordance with our punishment rules, and then. 
went completely against him and said, when you can't respond to the last tweet. And it was very clearly in reference to the other one. He used a hashtag so that when people search that hashtag, they would see Dean's tweet and then another one right afterwards saying that when I'm not allowed to reply to any comments and then a GIF, clearly in violation of the rules that have been set forth over many years. <laughs> first of all, you went rogue first because you quote tweeted my tweet. That right there is off the board that you broke the rules. So if anything, I was, I was retorting. Uh, and secondly, I said, I will yield, but I will delete my tweet. Uh, no harm, no foul. And you're saying, no, just let it stay up there. And we're just going to punish you even more, which is, that's uncalled for. Again, it's like you go into a store, you shoplift and you get caught on the way out and say, oh, I'll return the item. You broke the rules. Even if you delete it, the damage has been done. I thought I scanned the item. I didn't realize it didn't scan. My bad. I'm, oh, I'm you very happily. clearly knew the item didn't scan. <laughs> I was well aware of the items. Uh, no, I'm, I will pay for the item. Uh, no, no harm, no foul. I got the card right here. Debit, we're good to go. I did but, uh, get home the other day and looked at my receipt and noticed I didn't I accidentally didn't scan one of the items. And I couldn't figure out what to do. So I did nothing. Were you buying the uh, the lawnmower to 2.0? I was not. I don't know. Just let it grow. <laughs> All right. So if there's any tension during the podcast, if we're like, uh, you know, snapping at each other, you know the backstory now. Also, I have no you, tension against you. I don't. I don't get angry with people. No, I'm just. I'm just having fun. I don't get angry. I get even. Well, you got more than even. You're, you're still vengeful. Apparently, you want to punish me even further, which is absurd. <laughs> I believe but, in bringing balance to the world. You do something. I I punish you. We're balanced. We're good. I'm happy. I'm happy to yield. I'm happy to step aside. I will I will uh, concede my mistake. But uh, you can quote cheat all you want with uh, without uh, you know re, you know repercussions. But for myself, the rules are different. I suppose. Um, also, you guys can win yourself an ordinary T-shirt. Go ahead and listen to that uh, podcast. It's good times. We talk about football for an hour and change about an hour or so. Uh, it's the early week podcast. First look, not the last podcast to listen to, but the first podcast as far as football. And if you stick around long enough. Grant, do you want to tell the people to give them a teaser? Just don't just make them listen to it. Uh, we talk get... about crapping ourselves. Well, there you go. Well, <laughs> not not exactly noted for a subtlety, <laughs> Grant Neifer. <laughs> and if you share a story in the comment section on Runner Grinders, uh, you can get yourself a a a, a free Runner Grinders T-shirt, which is yes. Awesome. Let us know exactly when the last time you crapped yourself was. And ironically, you can use his T-shirt if it happens again in the future, and you're going to pinch. But the Let's move on and talk about it. Well, then, I mean, some, you want to do something that's not going to bring up questions. If you use your T-shirt to clean yourself up, then you're going to be walking around without a shirt. That's <laughs> going to bring up more questions than answers. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your first problem, though, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right. Uh, hey, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. We had a really strong first four minutes. This is why we came on a couple minutes early. Just to kind of knock that out, get that out of the way. Of course, we have a full slate going down today. Uh, 14 games, one game starting early. I believe it's the Yankees are playing at 6.30 or so on the East Coast. Of course, that is not in the main slate. Grant, uh, you know, overview. Obviously, this time of year, we have a lot of pitchers that uh, we have a lot of opener, a lot of, a lot of nonsense going on as far as these guys. But we'll, we'll kind of run them down and tell you who's basically not playable because there's a, a fair amount of those guys that are going to play just a few innings. Uh, a good bit of openers going down today, but – you know, as far as the screenshot, as far as the slate, it's, you know, two big monster names at the top, you know, with Verlander and Darvish, and then you have Coors, and then you have Minnesota, and that's, like, depending where you're shopping. Minnesota was priced to face um, Giolito, who's, uh, I guess, he's going to get shut down for the rest of the year, and Giolito's been replaced by Detwaller. This is specific on DK, I believe. Uh, and they're, yeah, I don't think Garber on... was priced to face Giolito. <laughs> well, everybody else, though, uh, is kind of cheap there. Like, like Boomstick Cruz at 4-7 versus Detweiler and DK. And he's got a nice price on Yahoo as well. Uh, and then, of course, you have the course game working too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the obvious, it's, you know, the old school, you know, push pull of do I spend up on pitchers or do I want to get the bats or make a happy medium, which I suppose is what a lot of folks do as well as far as their SP2 to kind of get a little bit of both. Uh, give me the screenshot. Give me the overview as far as what we're looking at tonight. I mean, the mid range in pitching is not great. The top tier is very good up at the top and still decently good near the tippy top uh there's lots of different places to go cores is the obvious spot mets are the obvious team to go with depending on site there's drastic uh variations in pricing i think the way to go is verlander 
pay down for one of my favorite few cheap pitchers. Um, go with a mid-tier or cheaper tier stack along with a core stack. And I think that's the way to go. There's three or four underpriced uh, stacks, in my opinion, that you can go with and pair them with cores and still get Verlander into your lineup. So I think that's the recipe for success today. But we'll get into more of that later. Yeah, so, you know, let's knock out the, let's get the shout-outs before we kind of dive in. And as far as just like you guys know, Devin's going to go ahead and drop the link in chat. If you guys tune in, you know, every so often, we'll get, well, we do it every single day. But uh, here we go. The shout-out to those that have signed up recently, rocking the Roto-Grinders badge. Uh, obviously, we have to incentivize you guys to do so. Uh, wear the RG badge. Finish in the top 10 of certain contests around the DFS industry. And you get yourself one month of free RG premium, which is helpful for both baseball and, of course, uh Football golf. I think there's a golf show after us. That the, the show I'm fairly certain is free, but the content they're bringing uh, that is not. Uh, the shoutouts. And here we go. We're gonna read them cold because I just got to some pre-show, so I hope he's always uh, having any shenanigans with me. We got LMAC21, Ostresso, MLMWN, Tristan Wolf, Tony PR18, JG Gallo007, Jun15, Eeyore. I-O-R? You're? Grant, I know you're too... I'm How looking drunk at you. are you? Are you even there? <laughs> I'm, I'm very much here. What How are you doing? Are you? I see you looking down. I feel like you're, you're texting or something. What are, you, what are you up to right now? I'm setting my draft rankings. <laughs> I don't need to do listen this. to this, Bart. You can't do this after the show. It's, it's so very rude. important. I'm drafting a lot of lineups as we speak. Oh, my God. You, you couldn't do this 12 minutes ago? I could have, but then I would be forced to listen to you at this time. Oh, well, you could be doing something else that's not so clearly obvious that you're ignoring me. <laughs> well, anything else I would be doing would be on my phone, so. Just stare straight forward with a pair of sunglasses and take a nap or something like that. I just need to have my phone set up like this, so you think I'm looking at you. Yes. I'm very... <laughs> this is why I don't like to look at the other person, because I'm like, they're just totally ignoring me. Uh, said money. Uh, apologies to said money, because, uh, you know, Grant took away your thunder. Said money 73, that's it. That is if you want to get all specific. And then we got Screeston. Screeston? Screeston? We're going with Screeston. Uh, believe we knocked them all out. Thanks for rocking the RG badge. Again, finishing the top 10. In certain contests around the industry, you get yourself one month. Rotor Runners Premium. Yeah, Verlander is the most expensive guy at the top. It's totally justifiable, obviously. Uh, strikes out more lefties than he does righties. Strikes out everybody as is. Uh, the only question here, well, is like, how are you going to make it work? Because we live in the world of salary cap, which you can, you, you can make it work for sure. Is it worth doing so? And I guess that there's one question to ask, like, are we still getting 110, 115 or 105, 100, you know, at least a hundred pitches that have row under Houston's just on cruise control. I guess he's battling for the Does it matter possibly. versus Texas? Well, I mean, if I'm going to pay that much money, I, I need to get every K possible. Right. But it might not like he can do it in, in six innings. He can strike out 12 in theory. And so, let's do the math in four innings so you can strike out 12. Well, yeah. Well, it, you want to factor in pass balls, too? <laughs> you can strike out 17. He's a really bad catcher. I mean, <laughs> without allowing a run, he can technically strike out five in it, six in an inning, I believe. Well, uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's right. That is correct. What do you think the record is for strikeouts in an inning? You think it's, it's got to be it's four. I was gonna. I wonder. Maybe have. Maybe it's five, but it's got to be four, right? Four by like a, like a thousand people or something like that. Yeah. So, oh, are you are you uh, typing in the Google machine? Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. So Verlander versus Darvish. Darvish, a meaningful difference. You know, of course, the Cubbies are still battling for playoff position. We saw yesterday. You know, Hamels was just couldn't throw strikes, so he got a quick hook. You know, Chicago big pen there, and they need to win these games. They're not, you know, locked in the playoffs. I think last I saw, like, 65% as far as their analytical chances to, to, you know, to get in there. Darvish has been uh, – he's not walking anyway, speaking, speaking of walks. It's been incredible as far as his control. The Cincinnati lap's not very good. Uh, the Ks have been up. The walks have been down. It's it's a meaningful enough difference to consider Darvish against Verlander. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to have both, you know. That's just – I mean, that, these are both awesome plays. And it's going to make them work with different paths. What are your thoughts as far as you, Darvish? I mean, I drastically prefer Verlander to him over on DK, but over on Yahoo, it's a little bit different story. It, over on Yahoo, you're paying 63 bucks for Verlander compared to 48 for Darvish. I think Darvish is the clear guy over Verlander. Over on Yahoo, it just makes sense. I mean, it's a difference of Darvish and Trevor Story compared to Verlander and Trash. Uh, we'll just make 
that comparison. So the 2v2 swap when going Darvish over Verlander is pretty drastic. Drastic. So if you have to choose one, I think you go with Darvish over Verlander. Yeah, I, I made a, a lineup over there pre-show, and I did it with Darvish and uh, the guy I'll talk about in a second as far as my cheapie. I think we have different uh, different cheapies uh, as far as our favorite, you know, second uh, SB2. Corbin versus St. Louis, perfectly fine. Uh, now, I guess we should run – and Gray versus the Cubbies, perfectly fine. I don't really want to roster Lynn against Houston. You know, pretty solid lineup. Lynn's kind of falling back from where he was earlier in the year. And I, I think we should just kind of run down some of the names that look good, but, like, I don't think you can play him. Blake Snell, unplayable. Like, he's probably going to go two or three innings. He's in the National League. It's certainly possible he gets pinch hit for, like, in the top of the third inning. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, no rehab games. I assume he threw on the side to some degree. Uh, but I can't. They cannot imagine any world where you're watching, rostering Blake Snell. Uh, ditto, same deal with, um, you know, Brent, Brandon Woodruff. He's probably only going to go, like, three or four innings or so as well. He hasn't pitched in a while. Um, just sort of, like, if you see these names, I think you could throw them out for sure. And then, like, you know, Pruitt's going to predictably, at least the, the assumption is he's going to be the long man for, for the Tampa Bay. Gio Gonzalez will be the long man for Milwaukee, but I just don't know if those guys are worth looking at. You know, Stripling for the Dodgers can't go very deep as well. But um, kind of skipped over some of the other names. Paddock, they talked about Paddock just, you know, shutting him down earlier. You know, we know they babied him all year long, and there's no reason to push him, so there is some concern there. I would presume this is his last start of the season. I've not seen that reported, but they were talking about shutting him down like a week ago. Um, Paddock, Gray, Corbin, thoughts? Uh, over on Yahoo, I think Paddock's probably the best. He's thirty or forty-one dollars over there. It's a little bit too cheap. I don't mind Gray, but U Darvish is a clear step above. I don't mind Corbin, but again, U Darvish is the same price and a clear step above there. So on Yahoo, it's a little bit of a different story. Over on DK, my strategy is to get Verlander, and if I can't do that or it changes things too much or I don't like my lineup. It's I go with whatever price tier I'm at because there's three to five hundred dollars between each of these guys. Point per dollar, I don't have a drastic difference when you incorporate ownership and everything in there. There's not really a clear cut answer. So it's you kind of just go by all right, whoever fits, it's a way to diversify. You throw whoever you can in there and just kind of adjust that way. So that's how it is over on DK. Over on Yahoo, it's very clearly paddock for me. It doesn't have the most upside, but 41 bucks is a drastic amount of savings over uh gray and corbin over on yahoo that's a full player savings so i'd go with him on yahoo over on dk it's just flip a coin throw a dart whatever it is whatever amount of money you have left that you can fit in any one of them each different price tier is better than the last uh some pitchers you can't exactly trust but they have good matchups any interest in alex young or plucko over on Yahoo, zero interest in Alex Young. Over on DK, very little interest. Um, Plutko, interest over on Yahoo. He's only 33 bucks there and interest over on DK. He's going up against an absolute trash Detroit lineup. Uh, is the lineup I, haven't, I haven't looked at the lineup since it came out. I, well, I already, it's trash. You don't have to look at it to confirm. But I, It's I, trash. Yeah. It's more about looking how many lefties are in there. So it looks like there's four lefties in there, five righties. Plutko, not a guy that strikes out a whole lot of guys, but – he does strike out righties at an above average clip um, compared to lefties at a well below average clip there. So the fact that it's pretty much split 50 50, he's a below average strikeout pitcher in this matchup here, but no one's really hitting for that much power. Uh, so what you worry about is his giant fly ball rate, giant hard hit rate. Mm-hmm. If a guy hits a fly ball and he doesn't have the power to leap arcs, most of the time that's going to be an out. Almost every time that's going to be an out. It's just how things work. So the fact that none of these guys have enough power to leave the ballpark here makes it real simple here. Um, He's a great play, and I hate that fact because I hate him as a pitcher, but it's just how it works. Yeah, and I think he gets a W as well because, you know, Detroit's a bullpen game. Boyd was supposed to start that. I think he had a family matter or something like that. He's not going to give it a go. Um, And, like, yeah, I'm going to play that IQ right now as far as this – Detroit side, ISO a 134 collectively, Woba 296 collectively. They strike out at 24.9%. Uh, they ground balls at 43%, uh, and their fly ball rate is 33.8%. Only a couple guys with a higher fly ball rate in that team. Uh, yeah, Plutko in play. Not enthused about it, but that's just how it's going to go down. And I think uh, this one's uh, on DK, uh, Perez versus the White Sox. Let's pick on the White Sox. Martin Perez feels like he's got a W on layaways to, uh, as well, too. We'll take those four points. Especially when you know he's such a cheap price, that's you know it's enough to kind of get us started there. Um, you know he hasn't been in great form 
that could be your argument. Of course, the White Sox think as well. Uh, is Martin Perez somebody you're considering as an SB2? Uh, so the lower tier is kind of where I'm going with SP2 because I'm paying up for Verlander as much as I possibly can. So to me, over on Yahoo, it's very, very clearly Mitch Keller. Um, going up against the Mariners, four implied run total against him. The guy has good strikeout stuff. This Mariners team strikes out at a pretty big late rate. So 28 bucks, way too cheap from over there. Over on DK, it's a bit of a different story here. We have a lot of guys at the bottom tier that are not great, but um, – have either decent enough matchups or it's just a clear mispricing. Marco Gonzalez to me is one of the better plays. This Pittsburgh lineup is just complete and total trash. No uh, bell. Yeah, no bell. Um, Marte's in the, not in the lineup either, I don't believe. So if you look at play IQ, um, outside of the K numbers, it looks very similar to Detroit's numbers with ISO and Woba, only much worse. So when you say that Detroit can actually hit the ball better than this lineup. That's really, really <laughs> saying something. So Pittsburgh doesn't strike out in a massive clip, but that's not really what you're going for. You're going for run suppression. This Vegas line is a little bit interesting, but I think that incorporates the fact that Seattle's bullpen is not very good. It's in a better ballpark, one of the best ballparks in the league here, four pitchers here. And Marco Gonzalez is a guy that's been much better the second half of the season, been much better recently, and he's only 6.3K. After him, you mentioned it, Martin Perez may get – beat up a little bit because this team can hit to an extent but they can also miss the ball at a huge rate strikeouts all the way up and down this lineup makes it very easy and then you have another scenario where it's more about run suppression and that's uh brett anderson he's the cheapest of the bunch here but he also has one of the lowest run uh implied totals on the board going up against him and he's the cheapest of all of them so he's a decent real life pitcher playing in a good pitcher's ballpark and he's 5.3K with a 3.4 implied run total against him. So those three guys allow you to get up to Verlander and maybe fit some Coors bats in there or any other high price stack, especially if you just had to throw a 2.2K McBroom in your lineup. That's just silly to me still. I don't understand why it's priced like that. But in any case, like you pay down with your SP2 almost every single time unless you have the money to pay up for someone else. Yeah, what's the big broom was uh, just kind of cautioning. He's flip-flopping. Uh, I think when a righty comes in, uh, what's the other, the other first baseman that's kind of cheap? They didn't pitch anything for each other, at least of okay. late. Yeah, just kind of be aware of that, just sort of throwing that out there. But I mean, that's I the thing. Brett Anderson doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. Royals don't walk a lot. So there's a decent chance that Anderson's going to be in the game for the majority of it. Uh, so McBroom should get three at-bats. Three at-bats at 2.2K is better than four at-bats at 3.5K. <laughs> it's just math uh yeah and, and i, I want to you know pile on as far as the mitch keller love because and, and this one's kind of sort of depending where you're shopping i love him on FanDuel. uh for me it's probably going to spend all the way up on darvis spend all the way up on uh you know on, on verlander or, or step all the way down to keller that's sort of where i'm at obviously completely different builds uh on dk it's a bit of a question a bit of a conversation but like you said on yahoo what is he three bucks above the floor as a 28 dollars um you know, and people are going to look at his numbers, they're going to be frightened. Like, oh, my God, he's got, he's got an 8-2-9 ERA. Uh, well, he's got a batting average on balls in play at 477, which is completely silly. Uh, that, that's obviously going to do for do for some positive regression. His uh, left on base percentage is 53.5%. Again, that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, his XFIP speaks to all this. He's got a 355 XFIP, a 378 Sierra, which is very good. He's got a K rate of 28.2%. That's very good. He's not walking, guys, either. His walk rate... What is two two point eight four point point uh, per nine? That's awesome as well, um, you know. And he's in a great ballpark. Seattle loses their DH. Uh, love, love, love Keller. I hope people are somehow shied off or, or scared away, uh, you know, from that ERA. It's it's to me, it's it's clearly, um, you know, that's not a true reading. I understand, and it's also small sample stuff too, thirty eight innings or so. Um, yeah, Keller for me is just a lock uh, on Yahoo. I'm only making two lineups over there. But I, I love him on there. Just it kind of makes everything else work for me as far as the bats and I can spend up and get. Uh, like you said, I'm taking Darvish most likely over Verlander. Uh, it feels like you're tuning out and now you've moved on from draft and now you're typing in chat or something, Grant. Or no, no, I'm 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 looking through Yahoo, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but this is a Yahoo sponsored show. Well, I don't know if they pronounce it that Yahoo. Is it Yahoo? How how are you saying that? I say it however I want. Well, you're an adult. You might um, notice my accent, which is a, which is a Washington State accent. There's that, 
no. clarifies things. Is there such a thing as a Washington State accent? Apparently, that's what I've got. Nah, it's I mean, it's really subtle. I don't. I mean, maybe maybe I'm. Not I don't know if it's any different than any other accent in the majority of the U.S. It's not oh, no. either northeast or the south. Uh, is there anything else? I mean, look, we have a bunch of dudes pitching and throwing baseballs tonight. I think we've kind of ran through all the guys that are relevant or all the guys that are worth talking about, at least kind of threw their names out there. Um, you know, Stroh Show in Colorado, it's a no-go for me. You know, uh, Webb against Stroh Show's a no-go? Yeah, I, it just happened to work out that way. That It wasn't planned to rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I just ran with it. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, the Tigers created a player named Z- like Renniger. Uh, he's just an opener to the full bullpen game for Detroit, as far as I can tell. Uh, there's really nothing else of note. I saw him chat the name of uh, Thornton, but he's not even that cheap against Baltimore. Baltimore's yeah, not, not as terrible it. as you think they are. Not good, not as terrible as you think they are. But um, I really have nothing else. To me, my my pitching pool is uh, pretty limited, actually, considering it's a big slate. Yeah, I mean, mine's not really that limited. It's majority of it is – I mean, depending on over on DK is going to try and be four guys, three cheapies and Verlander, but I'm not against throwing in Darvish or any of the other top three guys and over on Yahoo. It's very clearly Paddock, Darvish, Verlander, and Keller. What about gray? I feel like we didn't want to talk about Sonny gray so much. We did. I told you he's 9.9 K. If that's how much you have left in your lineup, you throw him in Him, yeah. Corbin, Paddock, Darvish, all of them. If you're not going Verlander, you just throw in whoever you have the money for. Yeah, I mean, that Chicago lineup, obviously, without Baez, obviously, without Rizzo, so the names aren't as spectacular. And there are some Ks in there with Castellanos and Brian and Schwarber and Contreras, but there still is, you know, plenty of power outside of Zobris. So Zarilla's still leading off for whatever reason these days. But, um, yeah, uh, that that's pitching. I mean, I, th- I feel like we sort of knocked it out. If there's anybody else that has any other pitchers that you know, want us to discuss, feel free to throw the names there in chat, and we'll do our best to touch on it. If not right now, we'll do so at the old uh, question and answer session at the end of the show. Uh, granted, that's it as far as pitchers. You can open up the sticks. It's so weird. We were so efficient after our little rant at the top of the show. But uh, how long do you think Stripling's going to go tonight? That's a question. Three innings. Yeah, like I just, you know, not 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 long enough is my answer, right? Like that's, yeah, it doesn't seem like both those starting pitchers. Which, by the way, I think is kind of interesting because uh, again, the Dodgers are priced down and they're priced to face Blake Snell, but they're probably only going to face Blake Snell once. Just kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, the Dodgers over on DK are a very interesting stack. I mean, seeing this lineup come out, Muncie, Bellinger, Pollock, uh, you know that they're probably not going to get pinched anymore. Same with Seager and Will Smith. So going up against the lefty, the righty comes in afterwards. Breeze, you may have to worry about. Taylor, you may have to worry about. Kike, you may have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Luckily, uh, Taylor and Kike are cheap enough where uh, you're not. it's not a terrible idea to take a little bit of a risk on them, but you can make a very cheap Dodger stack going up against one at bat versus Blake Snell, and then a whole bunch of the bats versus Pruitt in the bullpen here. And they're a good enough lineup where they can easily get it done. They're one of my favorite stacks on the board if you do it upright. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Freeze, Freeze is the interesting one. They're basically planning on uh, pinch hitting for him. They threw him up at the top there, knowing that he's going to get the first inning at bat versus Snell and potentially the third inning at bat if Snell goes that long. Um, but everyone else is kind of in there, like should either stay in the game or maybe not get pinch hit for going against Pruitt, maybe wait until later in the game. So it's an interesting scenario there for the Dodgers. Yeah. And again, Snell might get pinch hit for in the third inning and he's on the road. So like, it's certainly possible. He only pitches two innings. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just something to be, to understand and be wary of and certainly don't roster him, but it makes the Dodgers kind of sort of somewhat interesting. Like a Bellinger seems underpriced as well. But all right, uh, as far as the sticks, give me a play, give me a player, give me a team. Uh, the core, what, what are we looking at as far as uh, batters today? I mean, I'm not even going to talk about cores because you can play every single player for me. Um, so there's my analysis on cores. Play them or don't play them because of ownership. But the teams over on DK that I think are underpriced and potentially underowned are, first of all, the Twins. They're going to be, they are underpriced. Most of the guys in the lineup are four. All the guys in the lineup outside of Garver are four, seven, and under. Boomstick Nelly Cruz is just going to hit one out of the ballpark. Dad Weller is not a very good pitcher. He's a ground ball guy, and Cruz is a huge fly ball guy, a huge hard, hard contact guy versus lefties. So he's one of the obvious plays, more obvious plays on the entire board here. Um, then Rosario, Polanco, Sano, uh, all those guys are underpriced drastically. 
So you can throw them in the lineup. Uh, I don't mind the Red Sox, but a few of them are priced up there. My favorite stack on the board is the Blue Jays. Um, Shepard, a guy, when he came over from the Red Sox, he did decent in AAA. When he's in the Red Sox AAA organization, he had, I think, a eight XFIP or eight FIP, six XFIP, and 10 ERA. He's a fly ball guy, and I don't think it's entirely shown here in the majors. He currently, you know what his fly, home run to fly ball rate is in the majors so far? I'm going to say zero. Zero is correct when it was 27% in AAA. It's going to be somewhere <laughs> in between there, but uh, this yes. is a Blue Jays team where Shepard's not a big K guy, six Ks per nine, I think around 18% K rate so far in the majors. In the minors, it was slightly above average, but not not too far above average. Uh, so he's not going to be a huge K guy going up against Blue Jays team where the biggest worry is high strikeouts, but he gives up fly balls and he gives up a ton of hard contact, around 50% so far in the majors. Going up against the likes of Biggio, Guriel, uh, Guerrero, Grichik. Man, that's a lot of Gs. Bichette, Smoke, Teoscar, McKinney, and even Danny Jansen, who missed when he was 2K every single day. But all these guys hit the ball hard. All of them have pretty high ISOs. Going up against a guy where if he regresses to his triple Boston AAA form, or just he's still giving up 50% hard contact. He just happens to be getting line drives instead of fly balls and a lot of these guys what do you think the lowest fly ball rate on the blue jays is outside of guerrero who is just an aberration uh the lowest fly ball rate outside of guerrero i mean i could pull up plate iq and cheat but i'll keep my hands above board and we'll say because i'm not a cheater i'm not somebody that would like steal an item and like and, you know i'd pay for everything that's uh, across the board that's just the way i'm an honest guy i'm not looking for loopholes but i'm going to say the answer is uh 43 percent Oh, that was ballsy. No, it's actually 36 with Danny Jansen there. Um, well, you're framing it, though. You, you kind of led me to that. But go ahead. Continue. Yeah, and then the hard contact rates for everyone is 35% or above with an average of 40%. Going up against guy who allows a 47% hard contact rate, and it's being played in Baltimore. I wouldn't be surprised if there was five home runs in this game. Uh, looking at – I'm going to check out – What's it called? Well, a little bit of Jamino. Not, not, not to cut you off, but like you're, you're focusing on Shepard a little bit too much, in my opinion, because he's only going to pitch like four innings, right? He's pitched three. Yeah, what's, what's coming in after that? The well, yeah, yeah, just like we don't know. It's like there's one of like 17 arms, and none of them are good outside of Brian Harvey's kid. Yeah. So literally, you're a lot, you're going up against the pitching staff that, that has allowed, I think, more home runs than any other team in the league so far this year, especially at home. Uh, is but that a team, shock factor? Is that legit? Is that real? Well, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I don't um, know. I mean, I, I, it sounds believable. I'll buy it, I guess. But uh, I mean, I know at one point in the season they were allowing more home runs than any other team in history. Uh, sure. Let's see. Their bullpen. <laughs> Calling I'm trying to, this one. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out here. You got to click on the active roster, too, because last I checked, the active, active roster for the Marlins have given up a lot of homers. I mean, it's, it's the so active many, roster so for the out. Marlins has given up a lot of home runs, but a lot of that is, like, it should be more for the fact that they're pitching over in Miami here. You know what? I'm going to look up pitching stats here. Let's see. <laughs> Largest amount of home runs per nine. It is. Who do you think it is? It is the Orioles. Ah, yeah. somebody got served. At 1.93, the next closest is 1.70. And if we switch that just to bullpen, then what do you oh. think it's going to be? I, I, well, I, the Marlins or the Orioles? Active uh, roster? Probably not the – Marlins are second. You got that correct. But it okay. is the Orioles at okay. 1.79. All right. Well, we're, we're both correct, kind of, sort of, somewhat. I just wasted a minute for no particular reason. But the I mean, we, we cruise through pitching, so. <laughs> there you go. I had time for a five-minute rant at Toronto. We still got 30 minutes left. These are important things to note for sure. Um, all right. Is there anything else that, that's worth talking about? As far, but I, I will say that Toronto side, assuming that lineup checks out, it's what I want it to be. Yeah, Gurriel's in there. Hernandez in there. Uh, Fandle specific, if you want to stack a team with one of the big boys, you know, with, with one of the, you know, Darvish, or you want to stack a, one of these teams on Fandle with uh, Verlander, Toronto is an easy way to do it. And I assume you've looked at that as well. I mean, it's kind of the same on DK. Smokes 3-7, Vlad's 3-9, which Vlad's one of my favorite picks on the entire slate. Uh, Grichik, not great at 4-3. Teoscar, 3-9. McKinney, 3-3. They're other road teams, so taking an 8-hole bat 
is not the worst idea in the world, especially when it's McKinney, who may strike out at a decent clip, but still has a 211 ISO, good fly ball rate, and a good hard hit rate going up against Shepard. And then, again, the aforementioned Orioles bullpen. Yeah, uh, Bichette, uh, Biggio, 19 bucks each on Yahoo. It's fine. Guerrero at 12 is probably the best buy there. Yeah. And Teoscar at 9 in the outfield. Don't mind that either because, you know, he's got plenty of pop for sure. Um, you know, he just he's, he uh, has an issue. with He strikes out too much, right? That's his problem. All right. Um, let's talk about catchers. That's exciting. That's good stuff. I'm waiting for the Mets lineup. I hit the old refresh button. Has the Mets lineup cracked just yet? Because I want to see. I assume Roman Ramos will be in there because, of course, the Mets, I guess, hypothetically, are still battling for a playoff spot. Although Matt says they're out, they're they're already eliminated essentially. Uh, but Ramos didn't play yesterday, so I presume it's going to be Ramos today versus Tim Melville. But then we have uh, the aforementioned. I know he's not. Depending on where you're shopping, as far as Mitch Garver leading off versus Ross Detweiler, we know how he's been just absolutely annihilating Southpaws this season. Uh, six and a half total on the Minnesota side. Uh, love Garver. You know we know the world of a salary cap, and it's hard to get to him. And, oh, man, no tortoise, no La Tortuga. I was hoping we'd get him on the cheap in my shell lineup. No pun intended. That just sort of worked out. <laughs> and you're tortoise just kind of all over the place. No, it just, yeah. All right. I'm kind of proud of that one. I shouldn't be. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'm going to make some changes in my Yahoo lineup, unfortunately. But, uh, Catcher, what are we doing? Uh, it's Boat over on uh, Yahoo. Seven bucks there. Stone Cold Men. We sure. just got the – Mets lineup and Ramos is in there just for your own edification. Um, Garver, not a bad play at 20 bucks over on Yahoo. A little too much over on DK. Outside of him, I mean, you can round out a stack over on Yahoo, but really it's it's both and just go all in on him or if you're stacking up Toronto. Jansen's not the worst play in the world. Uh, over on DK, I like Garver, but it's just tough to pay for. I still like both's price over there. Not a bad price at all. Ramos, 4.7K, Coors catcher. Walters, 3.8K, Coors catcher. Not a bad play. Outside of them, no one else stands out. Will Smith, maybe. We already talked about it. He's probably not getting pinch hit for going up against Snell. Got the Snell pricing. But may not even get one at bat versus Snell in all likelihood. Uh, so, Will Smith, guy that is way too cheap considering what he can do here. I like him. And then Flowers, another guy that's going to go fairly low owned. Going up against Velasquez, a guy that Gives up a lot of bombs. Yeah, I like that Atlanta side. Uh, you know, I, I, I hate to use that word, just turn out sneaky or whatever. And they're not going to be heavily owned just because it's a big slate and they're not the top team on the board. But, um, yeah, like Acuna and Albies and, and Freeman versus and Donaldson as well, all those dudes. Velasquez is sort of up and down all the place. He can walk too many guys. He can be out of that game in four innings from laboring. And we know that Philadelphia bullpen has been, uh, you know, sketchy basically all season long. Let's jump to uh, the first base. I guess we're going back to cores, aren't we? Alonzo. Alonzo, uh, Matt Olson, another good play going up against Lopez, lefty on righty. It's not a great ballpark, but he should go a bit under-owned there. Bellinger is a guy that I really, really like. Again, lefty-lefty for one inning uh, or one at-bat in all likelihood here, and Belly's still pretty darn good versus lefties. We don't know how Snell's going to do. Outside of them, like, it's it's Christian Walker and McBroom. Guys are way too cheap. Caleb Smith uh, has, I think – like on the road, just not good More homers. home run numbers. huh? More homers on the road, which makes sense. Yeah. And so Walker, a guy that strikes out at a not terribly high clip versus lefties, I think it's 22%. And he's only 3.6K. Guy has some pop here. Way too cheap in McBroom. Like not going up against a great pitcher, but batting six, make it pinch hit four, but only 2.2K. Just way, way too darn cheap there. Just way too cheap. Outside of them, like, not really a whole lot to love on this slate. Santana's a little bit too cheap. That was Boyd that he was supposed to be priced for. So a lot of the Cleveland bats are way too cheap. We didn't really go into that too much. You can go with Murphy. It's also Coors. But uh, I think you either pay it for Alonzo or pay down for Walker. I do not approve of this Minnesota lineup, by the way. I wanted C.J. Crone in there. I wanted La Tortuga in there. Not happy with it. Not happy with the Twins. Aren't they oh, yeah, because they're entirely – a baseball team just to pander to your needs. Well, no, not specifically. You know, I don't have a direct line. I don't, you know, I don't have a guy down there. I can say he put a good word for uh, the tortoise, but uh, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't approve. It's all, it's all kind of saying. I like, you know, boomsticks in there and Polanco, sure. I guess Kepler still has a chest. He's not playing. Sano got a bump up in the line if he's batting fifth today, but uh, 
But, but there's a question in chat. People see how relaxed you are. Uh, they want to know, you like futons or do you prefer futons or uh, love seats? Uh, I mean, so it depends. I'm, I'm a tall guy. So I'm a big fan of couches that are about six to eight inches longer than a normal couch. So I can fully lay down. Uh, if not, it's futon just because like it's all about my height. If I have a couch that's too short, I'm going to be uncomfortable. But if it's too short of a futon, I prefer too short of a couch because, you know, I can kind of prop my head up there against the arm of it and still be pretty comfortable. How about the girth? Does that factor in in any way? Honestly, not much. Um, I mean, you're, if you're laying down, unless it's like a very, very, very not wide couch, then it's not really going to come into play. I just wanted to, the chat was talking about girth. I just got, wanted to kind of crowbar it in there, but uh, I guess it worked for the conversation. Uh, I did sleep else? on a futon for a month when I was semi-homeless. And I say semi-homeless, not as if I couldn't afford a place. I moved out of a place when I was first starting work after college. And uh, it's, uh, the place I had set to go in, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I'm moving in the 1st of July. They're like, no. I thought you meant the 1st of September. That's when the other guys move out. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm starting a job where I'm working 80-hour weeks, and <laughs> I'm sleeping on a futon the entire time. This has got to be fun. Well, you've heard of like a Motel 6, right? Like those things exist. I mean, this is straight out of college. I hadn't yeah. had a real job yet. Fair so enough. it's not like I had a plethora yeah. of money. I wasn't going to blow – L.A. Motel 6s are still 80 bucks a night. I wasn't going to blow four grand, five grand on a place to live when I could just sleep on my buddy's futon for two months. Yeah, fair enough. That's understandable. Uh, if you ever want to take the, the rabbit hole uh, on, on YouTube, there's like people like living in their van and like traveling around the country. I almost did that. And they seem so happy. They're so they're so happy. It's, it's a life. They good for them. Like minimizing things, I suppose. But uh, and they have like dogs in some of them. It's an interesting. Uh, you know, I like. Yeah, the, it's the, not the, like dogs really like. Literally, all you have to do is, as long as your dog's well trained, just go park at an off leash dog park. Which, I mean, realistically, uh, you pay thirty bucks for a year long pass pass for parking there. Stay there during the day, hang out with your dog, do whatever, and then. At night, you just go find a Walmart parking lot and stay there because I think in majority of states, you can park overnight at Walmart parking lots and it won't kick you out. How do you know? Like, I don't, this I'm not going to call a chop fact. I don't know. How do you know that though? Just off the dome. My buddy did a cross country road trip staying in Walmart parking lots. Yeah, it's a good uh, YouTube uh, wormhole, uh, wormhole for sure. It's good times. And again, they, they seem like the happiest people in the world. So good for them. Uh, all right. One day, maybe me and you, Grant, we'll make a little road trip and we'll film it for the people. That'll be fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. I've always wanted to do an RV road trip. Like, my main <laughs> thing is, I think I just, I'm, I'm waiting for technology to get near perfected with, like, wireless internet. Yeah. Um, it's pretty darn close. I can still tether from my phone, but as long, if I could get, like, one of those things, I literally thought about living in a van, and the main thing was having stable internet. If I had a wireless hotspot that was good enough i'd probably do it for a good year keystone position second base uh you know we're, we're back in cores i suppose at least giving a gander like every, everything every position's in cores yeah Let's well put that way th 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 that's kind of lead story i suppose and then we can kind of branch out from there uh when you're prioritizing the cores bats is cano on the top of the board is he even near the family is he even on the family feed board he's interesting he's you know Dollar for dollar, right now, looking at the Yahoo prices, he's more expensive than the Mo. He's more expensive than Pete Alonzo. He's more expensive than Conforto. Like, you know, as far as prioritizing, he's near the back of the line for me. Yeah, he's not worth it on Yahoo. On DK, he's the play, but Yahoo, it's not worth it. You're better off going with McMahon. I think he's 17 bucks over on Yahoo. Uh, or you can pay. Uh, I think Freeman got moved to seventh in the lineup from fifth, uh, which was interesting because he was near min price over on Yahoo there. So, it makes it a bit tougher for him. Uh, Flores, not a bad play on either side. A little bit more expensive on Yahoo, but Arizona bats are a bit too cheap. We didn't actually go into that too much, but another stack like Cleveland, Minnesota, uh, Arizona, and Seattle, not Seattle, uh, Toronto are the four teams that are way too low priced considering the matchup. Some of them are because they were supposed to have someone else against them. Someone, some of them are just mispricing, but those are the teams that I really like as an underpriced play. Over on Yahoo, I mean, 
there's not really a whole lot to like. So I guess yeah. you can go up for Cano. I guess you can go up for Flores, Biggio. Like, honestly, it's just whoever fits into your lineup or it is in your stack because there's no real great spots here. It's just that simple. And there's no one you really want to play. It's McMahon is probably the best for cash. But unless you're, if you're using Keller, it's pretty easy to get him in there. But the tournaments – just Muncie nothing. for 15. He's going to see Snell once. Is yeah, Muncie. I forgot about him. Uh, some, but he's he's definitely very much in play there at 15 bucks. He actually might be the right play um, just because. And then you got Hero who's back in the lineup going up against Paddock for two, three at bats. Not going to be great, but 14 bucks is a little bit too cheap for him. Uh, Cano and Fandle, I think it's like still like three, six, three, seven or something like that. He's a pretty good price over there. Uh, just kind of jumping around the industry as far as other prices. And in my shell lineup was Freeman. Like you mentioned, Freeman on Cleveland, he's $9 on Yahoo. And, you know, I'm not enthused about it. Kipnis, by the way, out for the year. Not sure if you guys saw that news. And uh, Betts is not playing tonight for Boston. He's day-to-day. I think he has a foot, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, like, Zobers is still minimum leading off. But I just – I like Gray, and I think Zobers is terrible. And I don't even know if he plays the entire game. I just don't want to play him, basically. Uh, I guess everything else works, and I only have $7. I suppose you can do it, but I'm not happy about it. Uh, and it's interesting, Wilmer last night let off against the righty, and now he's batting fifth against the lefty. It's almost like they don't believe splats, splats, splits are, are a thing uh, in Arizona. Uh, let's let's jump to the hot corner third base. I'm, like, less on uh, – you know, I looked at some of our CVRs, and as far as, like, Story and as far as Arenado, I'm not as enthused about those guys. They're perfectly fine, obviously, but Stroman, you know, against the righties is pretty solid and. You know, well, he's pretty solid versus righties, but he's a sinker ball pitcher. Obviously, that doesn't work nearly as well in Coors. So his being a very good pitcher is limited when he goes into Coors. It just that's that's how uh, gravity works when you're further away. <laughs> that's how air density and gravity works when you're further away from the center of the Earth. Air is thinner and gravity has less of an effect on it. So his sinker they throws 35 to 40 percent of the time not going to work as much he'll probably rely more on that slider and a little bit more on that cutter which also i think the drop in the cutter is greatly limited so uh, neil degrasse Nefer over here well played nicely done yeah i took physics once <laughs> um all right so maybe i'm wrong and not being i mean i'm not saying you can't play him of course but I'm, he's I'm still a good pitcher like good pitchers are gonna do good things um, yeah but is, he's less of a good pitcher, and this still is Coors, and he's still not a high strikeout pitcher, so the ball's going to be put in play. And even ground balls, like air dissonance, air dis, oh gosh, air density? density, gosh, words are tough sometimes. I watched Bill Nye. doesn't affect the ball as much, so while the ball may come off the bat at the same velocity, it's not going to get slowed down moving through the air as much as it would other places. Uh, your boy Vladdy's kind of cheap. You know, uh, batting cleanup on the road. If things are going really well, he gets he's five AB. He's absolutely the guy over on Yahoo. He's twelve bucks on Yahoo. He's three nine on DK. Um, and I like that. I like that Toronto stack as well. Five and a half as far as the team total guaranteed. The nine innings kind of locked in. There's plenty of power there as well too. Nice ballpark for banging it, banging up the homers. Don't mind Donaldson as far as a stack with Atlanta. Devers against Webb. Uh, I don't love the power potential. You know, in in Fenway, but you know, as far as lefties, but he certainly can bang it up. Doesn't really matter. And, you know, Webb is a bit of a prospect, but I think he's going to be over his head here. Uh, I mentioned Sano before as far as the Twins. Uh, Sano batting fifth, plenty of power against Detweiler. I like him a good bit. I don't mind him, like, for uh, my, my top play, dollar for dollar. Uh, Moose versus Paddock. Paddock more vulnerable versus lefties, but don't really want to pick on Paddock too much. Machado, a little bit priced down. Nice ballpark against the combination of Woodruff and Gio Gonzalez, presumably as the long man. Uh, anything else at third that's worth a, a shout out? We haven't really mentioned Houston. Like they're playing and there's some good names, but you know, Lynn's pretty good, especially against righties. So like, sure you can play yeah. Bregman, but you know, I'm just not going to get there. I'm not making enough lineups. So not happening for me. Uh, and Escobar against Caleb Smith, uh, certainly on the radar. Matt Chapman, that was burned from him last night. He basically was one of the reasons why things did not go out, go well for me. He looked terrible, but Hey, it's last night. Forget it. Cross it off. And certainly that Oakland lineup is well positioned today with a team total of up six against Jorge Lopez. Don't mind to go back. Uh, good old Matt Chapman. Jump the shortstop. What do you have for me? Um, you didn't even let me talk about Sano and Escobar. Well, I, I knocked him out already. Did you talk about Sano? Yeah, you weren't listening. I ran. <laughs> Classic. That's a pretty pretty big constant in my life is not listening to you. 
Um, <laughs> We're going to make great road trip buddies. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Take this exit. Five minutes later, you didn't take the exit. Did you say something? Uh, so over on Yahoo story, uh, the guy, just because there's not really a whole lot, Polanco's not terrible at $16 going up against Detweiler, but Polanco is someone I drastically prefer from the right side of, or from the left side of the plate as opposed to the right going up against the lefty. He's never really someone that I go for because people just automatically do it. Boba Shett's a little bit too cheap over on Yahoo. Um, 19 bucks is going up against Shepard in that terrible bullpen. Way better on Yahoo than he is over on DK. But Story is still the better overall play, considering he's only three bucks more he's leading off, even though it is against Stroman. Outside of them, it's trash. It's just absolute and complete and utter trash over on Yahoo. No one that I want to go with at all. I'm paying up, and it's one of the few spots that I am paying up for or that I need to pay up for over on Yahoo. Over on DK, it's a bit of a different story there. There is some mispricings. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can go. Bichette's probably not really in play um, outside of a stack in Toronto. Story's still a pretty decent play there. Ahmed, I think, has a much better price over at 4-6, but looks like he's batting eighth. Never mind. Not using him there. Polanco, you can use a 4-2 over on yeah, or over on DK, but Machado's the guy I really want. Woodruff is probably going to be in there for, what, two to three innings, and then he's going up against Geo. Uh, Machado versus lefty. Obviously good, getting a ballpark, huge ballpark upgrade going from San Diego to Milwaukee. So he's the guy that I really like over on uh, DK. But outside of him, Lindor, Story, that's pretty much it. Let's jump into the outfit. I trust you. Uh, I was having fun with the chat and Devin, our producer. So I trust you knocked out shortstop just fine. Uh, and, you know, we want to save as much time possible, uh, you know, for the people to ask as many questions. And, of course, we will do the screen share as well. Show them what's going down as far as the lineup HQ. Give them some umpire data. Give them some ownership data and things of the sort. Uh, in the outfield, of course, you got the Mets once again with the Mo and McNeil uh, and Conforto, all three. Conforto adding six, not necessarily appealing, but, you know, sure. That's uh, perfectly fine, I suppose. Still playable. And then you mentioned already, Boomstick Cruz. He's a little bit too cheap, especially on DK. Even on Yahoo, he's got a nice price. Facing the lefty in Detweiler. Uh, love him. One of my favorite plays on the board. Uh, Acuna is still going for that. He hasn't got 40-40 yet, right? I don't think so. He's close. Uh, he definitely wants it for sure. Uh, as far as swiping the bags, uh, does he have how many stolen bases and homers does he have these days? These days, I am currently looking that up, and I do not see it on this page. So I'm going to click on a link, if you uh, will. And he has 39 home runs and 36 stolen bases. So he's he's going to get those four stolen bases. It's it's coming. Yeah, he's as soon as as soon as they lock in the wild card, um, or are they going for? Divisions. Oh, they're in. They have. Yeah. They won the division as. Well. I think it's like ninety nine percent chance they won the division or they won it already. They're, they're cruising. Like, yeah. As soon as as soon as they lock up the division, he gets on base. Just do what you want. Yeah. No, they've locked it in. And I mean, the main thing is they're out of. They're not out of the number one overall seed, which still is a bit of a bit of a like upgrade over the number two seed because they're probably facing the Dodgers in the second series. And I think they'd. I need to look through things. Uh, I guess the difference between whatever wildcard team makes it out of the one-game playoff and whatever guy wins the NL Central is not that much of a drastic difference. So uh, the two seed is a pretty big downgrade from the one seed just because of home field advantage in the uh, championship series. So, uh, yeah, basically Acuna is going to get that. But that's a side note. Talking about outfielders here. Over on DK, there's a lot of cheap guys. We've got Hilliard and Tap Tapia. Both of them are min or one's eight bucks, one seven bucks. Over on Yahoo, both of them are in play. Benintendi leading off ten dollars, way too cheap. Dwight Smith going up against a not great pitcher, min price, great play. Van Meter versus Darvish is not a terrible one, but I prefer the other guys. If you want to, if you have a little bit more money, Puig drastically underpriced again. Boyd pricing only twelve bucks over on Yahoo. He's a great play there. I mentioned Toronto guys. They're all in play. Grichik, uh, Guriel's only $15, too cheap there. Acuna, $16 against Vasquez, too cheap there. Uh, keep going. We got Nelly Cruz, top overall play on the slate. Bellinger still only 19 bucks. Conforto, obviously all of Coors is very much in play. Is Blackman not in the lineup? Oh, he's only $19, way too cheap over there. Batting fourth. Yeah, yeah. Hard knock lack, batting fourth. Uh, so that's... That's Yahoo. That's what you do on Yahoo. DK, Cruz, lock and load them. 
just absolutely fantastic play. I already mentioned the Toronto outfielders. Puig, again, too cheap over on DK239 is silly. Play him. Outside of them, uh, we already talked about McBroom. We already talked about Hilliard. He's only 3.4K over there. Uh, that's that's basically it for outfield. Uh, Bellinger, 4.6 on DK. And on Yahoo, he's $19. And again, yeah. very likely only sees Snell once. Um, so I know he's not been as good in the second half as he was in the first half. By the way, is Trout's the MVP, right? Even though he didn't really play the, play the last month of baseball? I mean, it's interesting. Um, I guess we've had it before where I think his first full year he got MVP, but he did, they don't think they made the playoffs. Well, playoffs aren't really stressed, and in, 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 that's an NBA. More I mean, the NBA first team. one person to make and get an MVP without making the playoffs was A-Rod back in 2005, I believe, 2004. Uh, no, it was with Texas. Okay. Yeah. So it still doesn't happen terribly often. Um, but Trout, I think, is the exception here. I'm trying to think in the A. Who else could it be? Like Bregman? Like, I, I mean, I haven't really put a lot of, like Meadows? Like, I don't know who the possible MVP could be. In the, I mean, honestly, league. Brantley's in the conversation. If you're looking at WRC Plus and Woba, he's near the oh. top of the league. Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. Which is not something that's normal uh, or. Or a pitcher, so like, but I don't like when they do that because uh, I don't give the pitcher the Cy Young. Don't give him the MVP. That's that's nonsense. I mean, in, in a, a very drastic situation like there was with Verlander a few years ago, it makes sense, and I guess you could make the argument for either Verlander or Cole as MVP this year. But uh, like, let's see. I'm I'm gonna look up AL. You can start talking about other things, but yeah, I'm pulling up the screen share. D Train's got to be all over it, I suppose. Let's give me the people some umpire data. They love the umpire data out there. Tell me yes. streams. Oh, go it's ahead. It's really okay. Bregman is the only other possibility. Nelly Cruz is in there, but he only played 110 games. Springer's up there. JD's in there, but again, all these Red Sox that are right near the top aren't making the playoffs. You can make the argument Santana, but he's so dressed, much drastically worse at the plate than Trout is, and we didn't even go with uh, like defense ability. So it's it's Bregman, and that's it. I mean, you make the argument for Simeon or Chapman. They're the two closest guys that are in the playoff race that um, are contri- even close and more. I mean, Trout's at 8'6", uh, Simeon's at 6'8", and Chapman, great defensively, obviously, is at 5'6". But it's it's probably still Trout. Uh, yeah, I think it's Trout and then Bregman. But like you said, there's not a strong second candidate. Just kind of curious what your thoughts are on that. The extremes are firing them out there for the people. Extreme hitters, umpire uh in that uh verlander lynn game how much do we care that verlander is an extreme hitters umpire i i don't care yeah you got to hit the ball i mean maybe let's get the corners things like that and we've seen verlander get thrown out of a game earlier this year for what it's worth for arguing balls and strikes but i, I do remember that that was infuriating <laughs> they were up like nine nothing too like he gave up like a yeah double. and he was, he was i think one out away from the quality start correct uh yes i think i was talking with you oh yeah i was talking at you while i was down in san diego when that happened okay i'm I'm glad you remember all our chats team (laughs) i like to pretend like we're not friends off air (laughs) we gotta keep up we we occasionally have hour-long conversations on the phone talking about (laughs) talking about things and stuff (laughs) extreme pictures on par you guys can see it in the old screen chair if you're not taking a peek uh woodruff reniger these are pictures umpires as well uh yeah, so we have Plekko, Paddock, Gio Gonzalez, Caleb uh, Smith, and Young as well as far as the extremes. Core play via cheese. He's got Verlander, Keller, and Perez, kind of sort of the guys we talked about. Uh, and I bet you – does I know you Darvish here? Yeah, Verlander and Keller once again. Got to love that Keller. Um, it's like the same dudes. Oh, Squirrel Patrol likes himself some Eovaldi uh, in tournaments. All right. Hey, Squirrel Patrol has been at the top leaderboards plenty of times. And as far as cheapies, uh, hey, there's your boy Marco Gonzalez making an appearance as well. Um, and, and it comes to ownership. Hey, you know what it was? Yesterday, I'm not sure if you're what you're tuning to the show, but uh, you've heard of the um, the whale plays yesterday on our DeLorean plays. Want to know, want to know, want to know. We're undefeated as far as the DeLorean plays. We gave one out yesterday. Uh, ma- ma- make a K-prop. Uh, we got five and a half as far as Rolander, seven and a half as far as Darvish. Working your way down here. Uh, give me a bold proclamation. Who's going over? Who's going under the number? Let me look at the K-props here, bringing it up in the handy-dandy whatever IQ. And, uh, gosh, let's let's go go with a ballsy one here. I'm going 
with the over for Alex Young of 5.5 at plus 122. Oh, okay. I was going to go completely unballsy and say Mitch Keller over five and a half. Is that unballsy? The opposite that, that is unballsy. I mean, if you want an unballsy one, then I guess it's Perez over 4.5 going up against this White Sox team that strikes out quite a bit. Yeah, and I'll, I'll take Darvish too. We'll throw out we're two DeLorean plays for the people out there. Um, get, give me some stacks. Give me some homers. Uh, who's who's banging one out and who's uh, going to be uh, stacking them up? Um, home runs. Let's see. Uh, let's see. At the high tier, I'm going to go with Bo Bichette. In the mid tier, I'm going to go with Guriel. In the low tier, I'm going to go with Vlad Guerrero. You got a Jack in the Bag candidate? You already talked about it. It's got to be Acuna, right? Um, yeah, it's probably Acuna, but that seems too obvious there. I'm going to go, what was one of my favorite stacks here? Trying to remember things because remembering Toronto? things. Uh, I mean, I, well, obviously Toronto. I just took three guys, but there was another team that was drastically underpriced. I guess Minnesota? there's not really jack-in-the-bag potential there. Um, yeah, there's not really many jack-in-the-bag spots, but right. that's, well, that's not, not yeah, There's questions thing. in chat. We don't, there's no need to get hung up on this. We have uh, four minutes before you step aside. In Lindor. Yeah, he's kind of too cheap, by the way. I like Lindor yeah. a good bit. We didn't really talk about him, but I, I like him. Uh, you know, if I'm not playing Polanco. The entirety of the Cleveland lineup's too cheap because they were supposed to go against Boyd. Correct. Santana, too. Agreed. Um, all right. Some questions here. They're lurking in chat. Going to knock out as many as we can before we yield the crunch time. It's Roth. He'll talk about the weather. And uh, I think it's one party. Uh, Derek Cardi will be actually on there talking. Baseball. Talk to you guys. Uh, Anderson versus KC. Did, we talk, did Dean talk about it? You talked about it. You like Anderson, right, as a punt play? Yeah, yeah, no, he's one of the cheap. He's the cheapest viable pitcher on the slate uh, over on DK, and he may not get K's, but he can go late into the game, and his run suppression should be there. Vandal specific best game stack of the night, and uh, Cheese always talks about this. Like, you don't have to force the game stack. I guess it's, I guess it's kind of fun for just people just to watch. Like, they just want to watch all their players in one game, but like, unless like the situation calls for it, it's a great ballpark. It's two bad pitchers. Yada yada yada. I don't need the quote unquote game stack, but game stacks aren't needed in baseball. It's not yeah. like basketball or football where like there's a positive correlation for the other team scoring points. If they're down runs, unless they're down drastically in baseball, in which case you might not get the best bullpen arms. Then How about your, game your favorite stack, stack on FanDuel? I didn't look at FanDuel today. You looked at FanDuel. You're supposed to be in charge of that. Toronto. They're, they're cheap. Well, I mean, then yeah. it's the same on every side, I guess. <laughs> uh, they're, they're very cheap over there. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. We have a, you know, a few more questions lined up before we step aside and make way. They're asking on YouTube if, we, if Stripling was scratched. Or no, he's, he's, uh, there's an opener for him. Okay. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that either. Who's, who's opening? Do we know? Uh, okay. Yeah, they said it. Caleb it Ferguson. Is... Yeah, good old Turd Ferguson. All right. Uh, do you use beer, beer conditioner? The people want to know. Uh, I used to, I mean, the smart move is just to do beard oil, um, makes it look silk and smooth. My problem is I have a very curly beard, so it's, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to take care of. They're asking in chat who Cheese's GBP plays are. He does not do the, the, the GPP plays according to the lineup HQ, but if you read his million dollar musings, which are still going strong, he's still pumping out like 6,000 words in, in month six. It's amazing. It's definitely worth reading. It's worth Cream alone. All right. A uh, couple more questions before we make way and step aside. Uh, they asked earlier before about the Atlanta stack. How do you feel about Atlanta? Atlanta's a good stack. The problem is most of the bats you want are very high priced. Uh, it's probably more of a stack over on Yahoo where you can throw Keller in the lineup. Uh, best FanDuel pitcher outside of Verlander. I'm almost definitely playing either Verlander or Darvish or I'm going all the way down to Keller. Uh, that's it for me. Over on Yahoo, that's, that's a smart move on DK. I want 100% Verlander, but if you're not going Verlander up at the top, then you any of the top, other top four or five guys, Gray, Corbin, Darvish, and Paddock, it's whoever you have the money for, that's who you throw in. Uh, thoughts on the KC stack? Uh, no. I mean, so, well, Solaire is still really cheap, and they still just keep Solaire and Dozier are too cheap. You can go with them, but I, and I guess you can throw in McBroom there, but outside of that, I wouldn't do too much. So a mini stack's fine. Not uh, a full pricing. stack. Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to throw in Wit, go ahead. He's still Wit, but I'm not suggesting that. Uh, Casey stack. All right, we got a tournament too for you got Boomstick, Nelly Cruz, and the Young versus Puig and Machado. 
uh, Puig Machado. I love Boomstick, and I try and get him to your lineup, but it's the other one because I don't prefer the other guy that we didn't. I don't remember his name, but it wasn't worth it. Yahoo uh, specific, and they're specifically asking you, Grant, uh, are you using the same two pitchers in 80% of your lineups? I mean, I'm using three pitchers, Verlander, you, and Keller. Yeah, which we're doing the same thing. I guess thing. four paddocks in play, but I currently don't have any of them. <laughs> I, uh, I The question is, am I scared of the Godfather? The Godfather being uh, not Brando, but the dude in chat. Uh, I presume it's a dude. I don't know. But uh, we, we, he challenged me to uh, head-to-head yesterday. I think I lost. I think I lost, and I'm ready for a rematch. Feel free to send me one. I'll take Still it. Still never seen The Godfather. Oh, honestly, Grant, really. I mean, you I, I'm, I'm saving it. certain if i ever like have a what are you 50, saving it for if i ever have a 50 first date scenario um i have a few on layaway if i have short-term memory loss so well, i can, wouldn't even know if you saw it you'd watch the same movie every day yeah and i'm gonna be happy if it's a great movie that i've never seen before i'm gonna be enthralled every single day and i have a few of them that are on my list that i've told my friend about i'm like i want you to show me this for the first time figure out which one of these I love and I'll watch it every single day. I'm just so angry. You, you get, you call it a 50 first date scenario and not a memento scenario. It's memento is what, you know, originated that idea. And 50 first dates made that do a Never seen memento. Oh my God. We're, I'm so angry. That's a, one of the top 10 movies of all time for, for real. See memento. It's amazing that the chat will confirm grant finish strong. We gotta get, we gotta get out of here for crunch time. Um, I, someone's talking about hot dog eating contest. Yeah. I love hot dogs. They're delicious. That's as strong as you're going to finish. I mean, that's it. We got to go. He trains, giving us the hook. He's Grant. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball. We're out of here. Holler. Take it.